irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. This time, Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and America's fastest juvenile in 2016. Ran a four and three-quarter Ragazin in the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, faster than Classic Empire, and his 102 buyer equaled Classic Empire. Dominated the Grade 3 Iroquois Stakes at Churchill by eight three-quarter lengths over eventual Kentucky Derby runner-up, looking at Lee. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Not this time, standing at TaylorMade Stallions. Horse Ownership Experience is brought to you by TaylorMade Stallions. Not this time. He's 2019 was fee was 15,000. His first yearlings, yearlings in 2019 sold for 375,000, 250,000, 240,000, 200,000, 200,000. This horse is exciting. Call Travis White 859-885-3345 to book your mare today to Not This Time, Shawish, Midnight Storm, Daddy Longlegs, California Chrome. I'm Billy Koch, I'm the managing partner and the founder of Little Red Feather Racing Club. We started the horse ownership experience, I think, four or five years ago. And joining me, as always, is the great Michelle Yu. Michelle, where are you? I'm at home. That's not as exciting as where you're normally on the road. I know, I know, but I don't get to be on the road right now. <laughs> well, welcome back. I mean, I can't, I missed the show. I know, right? Yeah, we took a little hiatus after Del Mar. And, uh, it's with, always a needed hiatus after yeah. Del Mar, though. And, yeah, we were a little tired, and, and uh, we, we're back now, and we have Santa Anita opening on Friday, which is really exciting. Uh, it was I, We looked at the weather report yesterday, and it was supposed to rain. Really? Seriously, I almost started crying. Yeah, it was like 40%, but now it's now it's down to like 20%, and it's probably oh, not going to rain. So that's really good. Um, uh, what's going on? We have so much to catch up on. We have a great show. We have Safi Joseph Jr., who's going to join us today. For those of you who don't know that name, over the weekend, um, his horse, Math Wizard, who was a $25,000 claim, uh, won 20. the- 20? I, I thought think, it was 25. I think it was 20. It was 25? I thought it was 25. All I know is he ran for 16. <laughs> he ran for 16. He was third as maximum security. security it's unbelievable. And he won the $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. And if everybody, anybody saw the interview on TBG or anyplace else, um, Safi was uh, very emotional. And we're going to get his history and where he came from and find out a little bit about the, uh, the man behind Math Wizard. Uh, it should be a really cool show. I hope people and are listening. He is, he is a slight deviation because normally, you know, I yell at Billy when he wants to get trainers on, but I felt like this was a story worth telling. Absolutely. From it's a, a it's going to be a great story. It's going to be a great show. I know we have so much to catch up on because you and I haven't talked in, in 30 weeks. I know. So literally, literally, there were 32 graded stakes races since our height. Wow. Well, which ones are we going to hit? Because I don't think we're going to have time to talk about everyone. We probably need to talk about the ones that have. Breeders Cup implications because we are headed towards the Breeders Cup. Uh, I actually got caught in a Breeders Cup, what I call the Breeders Cup YouTube vortex the other night, Michelle. Another one? Billy? Yeah, I got one the other night. I watched so many races and I always end up the best race. You know what? The, what's your, I don't know if it's my favorite Breeders Cup race because there's so many to choose from, but what's one of your, like just off the top oh, of your head? Goldakova. Yes, I watched that. Sure. I watched her. And Wise Dan. Yeah, I don't watch Wise Dan, but you know what I watch? 
Which one? The Hoss. <laughs> I always end up watching the Hoss beat Hawksley Hill, and it's just. I, yeah, I feel so. We we need to have like who are the like unlucky losers of the Breeders' Cup? Right. Like Hawksley Hill you, has and to. And you love the Tisnow wins one for America. I right? love the Tisnow, and I love the um, when he goes back to back against Saki. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saki looks like a midget next to him. <laughs> and he goes, "It's the Ark winner and the Derby winner, like the or, or the Breeders' Cup, whatever he said. The champion, I don't know." It's so good. I miss Tom uh, Durkin. And last year, honestly, Enable was like, right. when you watch that race back, you're like, holy heck. I think Larry Colmas is cool. I like him. I like his calls. You know, I like Trevor. But I, I think Tom Durkin was the best. I'm sorry. He had so much personality. Yeah. You know, and he, and he always, you know, he could, listen, this is obviously, I'm biased, but like, who says Singletary with a blitz to the lead? Like, who thinks of that? You know, you well, have to prep for that. Think of it on the spot, right? Like, yeah, but I know, mean, but that's still hard to do. I don't know. I just thought he was the best. I just okay. thought he was the best. You know what else I also like to watch? Lead Which to just D, a gray blur. Which? What, what did you say? Lead to just D, a gray oh. blur. That's one of my favorites. Was I was like, what? Yeah. Anyway, all right. So where do we start? Because we have Safi Joseph Jr. coming up in like ten minutes. Okay, so um, I think we should start probably with the Pennsylvania Derby to make sure we talk about it. Okay. Um, before he calls, obviously. So it was a race that was supposed to have maximum security, and he scratched out because he had a tummy issue. Yes. And so it ended up being Mr. Money, who was like the now horse. War of Will, who, of course, won the Preakness. Improbable, who had been rerouted over here, and then a couple of other uh, also rans. And Math Wizard was not, I would say, in the forefront of anybody's mind. He had just run fourth in the woods, second in the Ohio Derby, and third in the Indiana Derby. Um, and then you can take us to the race, Billy. Well, you know, I thought it's interesting because um, Improbable broke terribly, as he often does. And uh, Mike Smith well, took a bit. Well, there was an issue there. there like, the what? horse next to him reared up. And, right. And, you know, there was all kinds of stuff in the gate. And if you watch, he wasn't paying as good attention as he could have been when the gates were sprung. And so I think it just added to the fact that he doesn't necessarily break well. Sure. But he didn't break and they went really, really slow up front, which I think makes this race for by Math Wizard even more impressive. Um, I, I don't remember the exact fractions, but I remember watching the race going there, crawling up front. Mr. Mud was in front and War of Will was just cruising next to him. Uh, and I think that that was a mistake. You think that War of Will should have just gone? No, I think that Mr. Money should have gone. That well, somebody should have aching, gone. Yeah. Aching to go. Kind of ripped his I head mean, off he the whole way. He broke and was like wanting to go. And uh, Saya's just like, you know, gathered him up and he's like, okay, I'll hang back here. But like, he wanted to go so bad. Right. I think for sure right, he should they, have let but him. But still, even with the fractures posted, Mr. Money came up really wide, lost a lot of ground, and, and still made this big run at them and uh, and proved best in the end. I don't know what, what mm -hmm. really can say. I don't know if this was the... What is that? Are you okay? Sorry, it's my... Yeah, my wireless printer. Oh, did you fall? <laughs> no, I'm just sitting next to it, oh. and it's coming out. <laughs> what are you printing? I'm not printing anything. Oh. Um, so I, I just think, I don't think it was the, the greatest Pennsylvania Derby of all time. You know, this right. this race has a history of, of producing Breeders' Cup Classic winners. Mm -hmm. 
But that's Bairn. Bob Baffert usually was. Right. And I just don't, I can't, I can't make a case for Math Wizard, but we're going to find out about him when we talk to Safi. So let's, uh, congratulations to the connections and we'll move on. Okay. So also on the undercard was the grade win Cotillion, um, which is generally a pretty good race. I thought still a competitive effort with Girana being in there. Um, Bellafina was still trying to make her way back to being a really good horse. Your Oaks winner, Serengeti Empress. Your Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies winner, Jaywalk. Jeltrin was in there. And uh, a little filly by the name of Street Band. Street Band with a huge run uh, for Larry Jones. And I know he. And the Sophie Street, Doyle. And Sophie Doyle, who I think. And my racehorse owns a part of her. My racehorse owns a piece of her. I think uh, the guys from TaylorMade. Um, Medallion. Medallion. Yeah. Uh, Philip Shelton. Congratulations to all the connections. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting race, too, because I figured uh, Serengeti Empress would be up on the lead, but Jaywalk uh, just took over, went really fast early, and kind of set it up for the late run of Street Band. Um, again, with Breeders' Cup implications, uh, Street Band coming into California to try to take on disc staffers like Midnight Bisu, a late, um, maybe even one of the winners of this weekend's race at Santa Anita. Uh, I think she's going to find herself in, in a little tough. Okay. That's just my impression. Um, so we had a pair of two-year-old races at Churchill, the Iroquois and the Pocahontas. And Dennis's or Dennis moment looked awesome. Uh, might be the best two-year-old, at least on the East Coast right now. And Lazy Daisy shipped in from Southern California to win the Pocahontas for Doug O'Neill. And Eric Johnson, mm-hmm. who we had on the show during our Delmar. Yeah, Lazy Daisy, um, very impressive. And... Uh, coming back after being nearly defeated. And you're right, Dennis Moment got a lot of attention, uh, should be coming out for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and we'll find out who he's going to run against this weekend too because on opening day of Santa Anita, they have the uh, Chandelier and the American yeah. Pharaoh. So those are going to be two amazing races on Friday. Um, also had the Woodbine Mile where El Tormenta won, but it wasn't the cleanest race we've ever seen run. And... Uh, got Stormy, ran a bang-up second, and she's already beaten Mills once. She's going to be one of our best shots, I think, in the mile this year. Yeah, you just always have to look to the Europeans when it comes to these grass races, right, Michelle? You have to, even if, even the third-stringer Europeans generally uh, are just somehow uh, figure out a way to win. For whatever reason, they're better. And uh, But congratulations. I know it was uh, Samsung Farm, I believe, who always, mm-hmm. always... And Gail Cox and Eureka De Silva. Always, always breeds a nice horse there in Canada. So that was the Wood by Mile. Michelle, these races happened so long ago, I can't even remember. Yeah, right? Um, what else? The Bold Venture, the British Columbia Derby. Oh, no, uh, we don't need that. All, these, all of those uh, Kentucky Downs turf stakes... Because uh, we didn't talk during any of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but, but I, wait, wait. I went to Kentucky Downs. Oh, did you like it? First of did all. Did you like the no grandstand? It's, and- it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it is just, uh, uh, it looks like you're just out in a field because there's just a big grass right. course, right? And it's uphill and undulating. And then the, the, the uh, grandstand, yes, there is no grandstand. It basically is just two uh, tents with picnic tables <laughs> inside. Um, but I have to tell you, the people couldn't have been nicer. Uh, mm-hmm. Our horse ran a good second there, which was great. Um, the paddock is uh, pretty funny. It's just over to the side, and you can't really see it. Um, they do have a big casino the that Jock's I didn't go room to. It's like a trailer they just haul in. The and they're like, room, okay, yeah. here you but, go. But here's the crazy thing, Michelle. It was so hot. 
It was a oh, hundred degrees and a hundred percent humidity. I think it was two hundred percent humidity. Can that is that possible? Right. Can you be over a hundred percent humidity? I was sure. sweating, not doing anything. If I, I if I took one step, I was pouring sweat. It was yeah. so hot. Richie Baltus. I was there with Richie and Richie's trainer, Richie Baltus, and he said to me, he goes at one point because I was complaining, obviously, as I always do, and he just kept telling me to deal with it. And then at one point, he looked at me and said, "I feel like I'm in an oven." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Richie's face yeah. saying that though. No, it was amazing. Yeah, he had a cigar. He was he was very happy. But we had a nice trip. I really like Kentucky Downs. I think it's amazing what they're doing. Rick Hammerly was there, my old friend from Santa Anita, and uh, we talked about several things that we might do or they might do next year. Just with the purse mm-hmm. money they're giving away, I think they need to give the you know the 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 horsemen a little bit better experience. So if there's, I said, why not right. just you know? They, but that was the first year it was ever that hot. Normally it rains. Well, not normally it rains. I've been there a couple times and okay. it never rained, but it was always hot. It's very hot. Very it hot. needs like a it needs like a big enclosed tent with some AC. Or just like yeah, just blow some AC in there or just have those like what are those sprinkler things? The little yeah, misters. The misters. Have some misters. I mean do right. something. It was it was miserable, but it was a really fun day and I'm glad I went and I like seeing new racetracks. Did you go to uh, Colonial? I've never been to Colonial. No. Okay. Is it nice? Just wondering. Right. It's hot too. It's yeah. super hot. Well, it was a hot summer. It's still hot here. I think it was ninety two when I walked into the studio today. Oh, I haven't been outside today. I <laughs> I draw all of my curtains and like it's literally like pitch black in my house with the AC on. All right. Well, Ronan's gonna get um, <laughs> Safi Joseph Jr. right now. We're oh my gosh! Start is this that interview. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, we went fifteen minutes. Can you believe it? Can only. No. Yeah. Yes. No. Kind of. Yeah. Well, this is what happens because you and I get to talking, and that's why we can do full shows without, without anybody. Because well, you. And, right. There he is. Uh, Safi, is that you? Yeah. Hey, it's Billy. It's, it's Michelle. You and Billy Hi. Koch from the Horse Ownership Experience. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. What are what a weekend? How are you feeling right now? I'm just feeling blessed and thankful, to be honest. <laughs> Tell us, before we get into uh, the claim of Math Wizard and obviously the win in the Pennsylvania Derby, just tell us, give our audience a little bit about yourself. When when did you get into the horses? You're obviously a young man. Um, when did you get started? And, and uh, just give us a little background. Well, I grew up in horses. My dad was a trainer. His dad um, owned a train. And so horses have been my life. And I was starting in Barbados, obviously. I've been around horses probably from three years old, four years old. My dad always had horses. And yeah, the horse is actually based at where we live. So he always had, he was, he was, he was a pretty successful trainer in Barbados also. And then I started training at 18 and in Barbados. And then we, we did pretty good over there. We won, we won the triple crown. At, I was 22 years old, the youngest trainer to ever win it over there. Wow. And then I just wanted to get, I mean, my goal are you you have to have dreams and aspirations. Hello. It was to be We hear you, Michelle. Hello? No, I hear you, Michelle. Yeah, the, the dream was to, to be to become one of the best in the world and you're not gonna do it in Barbados and that was a chance to come to America and try to do it. Well, you've obviously started to accomplish that dream. Twenty two years old, you win the, the Barbados triple crown. Tell us about what's the difference between training horses in Barbados than in the United States. What's the biggest adjustment you've had to make? Well, in Barbados, it's only you only race on the turf. You train on the dirt, but it's it's a, it's a three-quarter turf track, very tight turns. And in Barbados, I was 
very rarely breeds a horse further than three furlongs, basically. Uh, no matter what distance we're going in, it. but in America it's different. You got to you got to work them for the dirt. You got to work them harder. And that was the transition coming here at the beginning. I didn't. Um, we didn't know how we would be able to handle training on the dirt. And in our first year, I think. We, all our races, we went in on dirt, and we, and we, and we couldn't have been on the turf at first. And then <laughs> now we're, we're pretty, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty solid all around. But like, I remember the first couple of years, my brother from Barbados, I would enter a horse on the turf, and he'd be like, "Don't run on the turf, stay off the turf, keep them on the dirt." <laughs> <laughs> and that was our, that was our fear coming here at first. Like we didn't know how we would handle training on the dirt, but it's all worked out. I think once you have good horses, they're gonna, they they do the hardest job for you basically i mean once you take care of them they're gonna take care of you where did, did you, you know oh, you ahead. wanted Sorry. to train horses oh Pardon me? did you know you wanted to train horses oh yeah well i think when you're growing up you obviously at first you want to be a jockey and then you just let that you always have a whip in your hand and you're always walking around but yes I, from pretty young i always wanted to train her like i i i just love being around the horses and for me, the best part is just being in the barn in the evening when no one's there, and you can just watch, walk by each stall and look at each horse's stall. And I think that's when you learn a lot about them. You see who's happy and who's who's not happy, and how they're standing and how they're standing in the stall. They they give you indications of everything, basically. How old are you? I'm 32. 32, and you came over when you were how old? I came in 2011, so that was eight years ago. You were like 20. 24 on there. And what made you choose the, the East Coast? Where is your home base, Sappy? Well, we had a place. I went to school in Miami, so when we came, we didn't even know where we were going to go. And then it so happened we were at Ocala Sales, and there was a trainer named Jose Pinchin, and my dad knew him. And we were telling him that we were going to go, like, in the middle and just ship around. He's like, you don't want to do that. That's going to be too hard. He's like, come to Caller, try to get some stalls at Caller. And um, and then start from there. And that was actually good advice because, we, first of all, we couldn't get stalls at Caller, so we ended up right next to Caller. It was a training center, and we had to rent stalls. And we got, I think, five or six stalls. We went in there, and then we started from there. And then every week I would go to ask the guy that Caller for stalls, and they'll tell you come back every week. And <laughs> he, just, he just said, keep, he said, keep going and keep asking. And we would keep going and we keep asking. And it probably went on like two or three months, and then finally. We got stalls, and I mean, and that's that's the hardest part I think for like young people trying to start and training is that it's hard to get chances. And I mean, like, here was yeah. you have to be you have to be basically begging to get stalls to to to, to try, try to prove yourself, and that was the hard part. But thankfully, we did get stalls, and then from there everything worked out good, and then we ended up at Goldstream, and Goldstreams they, they've been great. Like, you never have to beg for stalls or anything like that. They they, they treat you much differently than I'll call it at the beginning. Yeah, that, that that all sounds. That's an amazing story, Safi, to get started like that, especially when you're so young. Who were the owners of these horses that were giving you chances, and how hard was that to kind of build your barn? Well, the owners were the owner was my dad, basically. That's the well, that's good. To start. And, I, <laughs> and then I had, and then I had one uh, owner. It was a friend of mine from Canada, R- Ricky Griffith. He had a like yet one of his owners. He sent me a horse because I knew him. He was from Barbados also. Then I got one of my owners from Barbados. He um, he gave me a horse, Sir David Teal. So that's how we basically started. We, we had like seven or eight horses. Then it probably grew to like ten from basically basically for the first year or two. 
Yeah. How did you, the horses that you had for them, were they ones that you brought from Barbados or did you go about buying and claiming them? No, the two horses, well, I came with two horses initially. And those two were bought in America at OBS. Because we used to buy in OBS and always take them to Barbados. Okay. So uh, two of them were, were in Barbados. One was named Gold Zapper and one was named Artifacto. And then when, when we decided to come up, Artifacto always showed talent. So we never ran him in Barbados. But we brought him back up here. And he, he won his first, He was my first winner up here. And he won his first three races in, um, in America. What goes through your mind, Safi? Oh, I'm sorry, Safi. What I was going to say, because you just talked about your first winner, and this show is called the Horse Ownership Experience. Obviously, you're a trainer, but you have personal uh, connections to this horse with your dad. What was the feeling that day of getting your first winner in the United States? Oh, the first winner probably felt just as good as winning um, the Pennsylvania Derby. It was that amazing because, I mean, when you're doing anything for the first time, like change, change is always... It's always a concern until you do it. So you come in here, you're, you're, are you asking yourself, I mean, you believe you can do it, but you're asking yourself, can I do it? Is, is it different? And then you, so there's always that doubt. And then when it happens, you're like, you know, I can do it. And then eventually you realize it's nothing different. You just, you just have to keep doing what's worked for you in the past. Yeah, except you have to work the horses longer distances. Other than that, everything's oh, the same. <laughs> oh, like oh, on the dirt, yeah. Only on the dirt, only on the dirt. What before I, Michelle? I'm going to let you take over for the Pennsylvania Derby, but I have one more stylistic question. Uh, the hair has gotten a lot of attention. Safi, is this a new thing, or is this the you know the bun, the whole long hair? Is this? Uh, did you bring this from Barbados? No, I've like my whole life. I've always had long hair, and I and I'll cut it off. I'll cut it completely off, and I I always regret when I cut it off, and then I'll grow it again and cut it off. I, I probably since I've been like. Maybe 13 or 14, my dad would always be, cut off that hair, cut off that hair. <laughs> and he still tells me that every, every like, every day. But it's, at the end of the day, like, I think of it sometimes, maybe it, it doesn't look good at the, like, in a certain sense, but you have to do what's, what, what 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 you believe in. I mean, I, I like having it like that. I mean, sometimes I think of cutting it off, but. Who says it doesn't look I'm good? Like, <laughs> no, like, it's just like, maybe you never know if it's professional or not, you know, but I, I, I like, like. I just like I, I like having it. I mean, hey, so if, if every, you... every time I cut, I've, I've cut it off three times, and every time I cut it off, I regret it, and I have to watch it take like a year and a half to grow. <laughs> Listen, you keep winning million dollar races. You can put your hair any way you want. <laughs> All right, Michelle, take uh, take it Daffy, away. How, talk talk to us about uh, Math Wizard. You know, we've ad nauseum talked about him coming out of the same maiden sixteen as Maximum Security. Who picked him out? What made you take him from a maiden claimer to all these stakes races that he's been running really well in? Well, just mutual decisions. Like John, the guy, the guy who I claimed him for, John Finelli, mm-hmm. he always calls me with horses and he'll call me and tell me, what do you think of this horse? I'll tell him I like or not. He, he called that night. I think it was like 8.30 or 9 o'clock that night. And he called, he's like, what do you think of this horse? And it was actually three horses in the race. We were cont- I was like, Math Wizard. And then we both agreed on Math Wizard. And that's how we ended up going for him and after we claimed him obviously when we claimed him we never thought he would turn out to be what he would be and so anyone tells you that will tell you a lie like we were hoping to <laughs> right. get a nice horse he had, he had never went long before his dam had went long and that was something we looked at and we figured you know what he's going long for the first time if he if he gets better going long and that's a good sign and if he doesn't and he fails well we can just cut him back and trip and we have a decent horse 
And, and obviously that day he just he ran off the TV. He won by 18 lengths, and mm-hmm. that was the first time that he made a jump for it. And it's kind of it, it kind of hurts me because I know the guy that lost him that day. He did a good job with him. He made the right move. He came in for 16. He raised him to 25. And he 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 wasn't he didn't get to have the like I don't describe it. Like we got the the success, but it wasn't. He he did a great job with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He right. Lost him at the wrong time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but then you put him in a starter after that, and then all of a sudden, right into Stakes Company. So was he just really impressing you in the mornings, or were you thinking, yeah, I'm so, gonna take a shot? So when when we claimed, so he obviously wins by 18 lengths that day, and the numbers come back really good, and we had some offers like people wanted to buy him, but no one really stepped up to the table like for for the money that John wanted to get. So John's like, he said, you know what? He's like. I want to keep this horse. I want to take a ride. He's like, see if you could sell um, some shares in it to some of your owners. And that's what we did. We, John kept half of them, and I sold shares to some owners that I, I thought would be interested. And we, and we took the ride. And then soon after after we sold him, he got colic. Oh, no. That's so the worst. He gets colic. And he gets over it, but it takes him like a week. It really knocked him out. It took him like a week to really get back into it. And we were behind schedule now. So we, initially, John wanted to go straight to like a one of the derby preps to try to get points. So we were behind schedule. He wasn't. He was doing okay, but he wasn't. He wasn't coming to himself. And then we finally, I said, John, let's put him in a starter allowance race. Let's try to use it as a as a work, get him going, and, and see from there. And he ran in that race, and on that day, he ran. He got beat. We were very disappointed, but I knew we couldn't be disappointed because he didn't. We didn't put him in that race. At his best, so we, right. we couldn't blame the horse. And then, was, so we used that race as a as, as a as a build up. And then John said, "Let's give the Wood Memorial a shot." And we went there. He trained really good in going into the Wood Memorial. Like he's, he's always a good workhorse. He always you work him. He, like if, from the time you work him, you know he's a good horse. Mm-hmm. But we went to the Wood Memorial and we got there, and he's on the track going to the gate. And I looked at the odds board, and he was like eighty four to one. He, wow. I think he went off at like sixty four to one. But it's 84 to 1 at a time. And I said, oh, my, what did John get me into? <laughs> and, and then he, to be honest, in the, in the Wood Memorial, he made a move by the 3 ace that I thought he was going to win. And he kind of just, it, he actually he went by, I think, the, the Karen McLaughlin horse. And that horse came back and beat him for third. He finished fourth. And that's what he's done in a couple of races. That's why we took off the blinkers, like, three starts after. Yeah, no, it, you know, it's an interesting story, and especially it reminds me, it happens a lot. You you put, how does it feel? You put people into this horse that you really believe in, all of a sudden he colics. And you, you, you have to talk to him and say, hey, guys, you know, I'm really sorry, but he's going to be okay. How, how does that make you feel? And it's funny, my dad mentioned last night, he's like, you remember who, who was the first person to see him colic in? And here, it, it was one of the owners that was there that day at the barn. Like, oh. I breathe all the horses on Sunday. It was a Sunday. And he ran by Math Wizard. He's not even a, he's not really a horseman that knows like horses, but he said that horse is acting funny. And I was like, he's not acting funny. He's good. And then I just decided to go over and look. And he was 100% right. Wow. And that was like, it was, it was really, it was like super early we caught it. And that's the important things we call it. Once you catch them super early, you're okay. And I mean, it's when you miss, when you miss those things, right. then they become worse. So you decide to take a shot in the Pennsylvania Derby. You're thirty to one this time, not sixty-four to one. Did you going into the race? Were you like, you know what? I, I could see a scenario where we can win here. 
I mean, every race you're going to, you always try to look at some scenario or some have some hope to win. I think that's why we run. But realistically, I, I would, the way we looked at it, I was hoping to run third or fourth. That that was that was. Uh, I, I figured if we run third, third was a hundred thousand. It would be a good performance, a grade one. But you it, and then and then you try to break it down. And you figure on his Ohio run, he had a shot. Maybe if they go fast, sure. But they didn't go fast. No, so. they went slow. <laughs> yeah. They walked. Yeah, they went super slow. What were you thinking at the half mile pole? You're going really slow. You got Mister Money out there cruising. You got War of Will and Probables moving up on the inside. You're caught really wide, kind of behind this really dawdling pace. What was going through your mind? Like, for for me, I, I he has a the one thing about this horse, he has a really good turn of foot. Like he, he could really t- like quicken, like almost like a turf horse, but he quickens on the dirt, obviously. And uh, I didn't know if like during the race when I met forty nine, I was like. Maybe that might help him because he's laying, he's laying closer. He could, he could, he could quicken. And they said at Parks, the outside's supposed to be better. When he made that move, like before, he's made moves and he's kind of like it hasn't materialized. So I wasn't sure. And then he just kept getting closer and closer. I was like, please come on, do it. <laughs> Wait a second, stop there. We need, we like to talk about rooting styles. We need to know: were you, are you a program slapper? Are you a snapper? Are you a yeller, screamer? What were you doing when they turned for home and you're flying on the outside? I to be honest with you, I was just praying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like everything was happening in slow motion, and and he was coming, but he like when it straightened up at, at the top of the like top of the lane, it looked like he he was gonna run a good fifth, like right, like he was gonna get be like two lengths and run fifth, and I was like that's gonna suck. And then he just he just kept coming, coming, and like I probably said like the last sixteenth, you think he was gonna get there and. But he w- it wasn't happening fast. It was just happening in slow motion. And, it- and then he got there, and I wasn't sure. Like, I know he won by a, a neck, or- but from where I was watching in the grandstand, it- I had to look twice to make sure he got it. I-, I couldn't believe it. Like, I ran over to John. He was a little ways down, and I gave him a big hug. And it was emotional because this is what we dreamed of. This is why we came here to, like, to America to try try to get accomplish these things and. It's fulfilling when you, when you have dreams and you work hard for it because a lot of times they don't go right. To see it go right on the day was very gratifying. Well, I don't know about you, Michelle, but I have chills right now and a giant smile on my face. I watched the interview that you did with TVG, and I saw it bring you to tears. I've been there before, Sophie, uh, Safi, so I, I, know what, I know what it feels like, but can you just explain what kind of emotions you were going through when you were talking about it and the experience? Oh, it was... Uh, like... It's a feeling that I think if everyone experiences, then everyone will want to be in racing because there's no feeling to match it. I mean, there's absolutely no feeling. It's it's kind of hard. It's hard to describe. It's just a numbing feeling. Like you just feel like you're floating, basically. Like it's amazing. Like you know when a horse when a horse does that for you and he's overachieved. Like this horse has done. That's what happy horses. They'll they'll give you their heart. Like when they're happy, they'll they'll give you everything. They they love to do what they what they're doing. Yeah. And, it's an amazing. It's an amazing story, and it's it's something that it's so nice to get um, some new faces on the radar. And I know as a racing fans, Michelle and I are obviously involved in the game, but we're also fans of the game. And when we saw that, I can't tell you how many texts I received. Like, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you, that was amazing. So well, that's um, mostly when, when, when there's a big upset, a lot of people are upset about it, obviously. And, you know, they kind of gruff. I think that you might be the most popular winner of the last month, um, upset or not. I think everybody just fell in love with you, Safi. Okay. But that, that, I appreciate that. Cause that's, 
honestly, that's like, that's that's all the emotion coming out because I, I know how hard it is to get here. Like, there's been times when we've been having success, but you just, you weren't getting owners or you weren't getting it. You just, there's always doubt. There's doubt crosses your mind. Am I ever going to get there? Am I ever going to get there? And then you may get a horse that you think's there and it, it doesn't work out and you get disappointment. But you just keep you just keep moving forward. You have to keep moving forward. This game, you, you lose more than you win, and that's the reality. You're never gonna win more than you lose. Safi, you just keep yeah. Moving forward and hope, hope. No, keep going. Huh? I'm sorry. Keep going. You have to keep. You have to keep moving forward. Just and just do do right. You do right by the owners and the horses, and I believe once you always do right, it's always gonna come back to you. And that that's how we picked up a lot of our owners, just like word of mouth or referrals. And we've got right now, we've got really supportive owners and. They they're giving us like I have owners that they just want me to succeed and when you have owners I want you to succeed it's hard to fail. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Do you do you think this win will boost your brand and will have you got have you received any phone calls from people saying hey I'd like to send you a couple horses has this instantly helped? Yeah, I've received a lot of phone calls actually. Like I, I hope it helps. I hope it helps as much as it can. But it's, it's been tremendous. Like just, just everyone like. Congratulating! Plus, owners reaching out, new owners reaching out. It's it's amazing what, what happened in such a short time. It's only today's what Tuesday, and it's from Saturday. Like yeah, a lot. Of, we've had a lot of different owners inquire. Well, I think people see, and I think Michelle, you'll agree with this. I think people see your passion, and they felt your passion, and they and how emotional you were and how much it meant to you and i think that speaks volumes to you and what you you know growing up now that we know this you know in barbados on a farm with your dad who was a trainer i mean it's a great story it's a movie you, you better not sell the movie rights <laughs> what hey what happens to math wizard now what are the plans moving forward well he's gonna come back tomorrow he plays back tomorrow and he gets um tomorrow evening he'll get by here and then the plan is to see how he's doing and the, obviously, the Breeders' Cup, you'll think of the Breeders' Cup. And that'll be up to John. John, he, he's the owner. He, he basically, t- he's gonna, I'll tell him, I'll report to him how he's doing, and he'll report where he wants to go. Like, he took some crazy calls, but I got to say, I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I'm believing in him now because for the Pennsylvania Derby, I I talked him off of it. I talked him off of it for a long time. It's on Monday, when we were entering, we didn't probably enter until like 1230 because wow. we were talking for like almost two and a half hours. And, I was telling him the, the horse the horse was working good, but I, I didn't know how much the work would take out of him. Uh, we were talking, talking. I was telling him to go to Remington the week after. I'll give him an extra <laughs> week. I think we'll have him perfect for that race. And then eventually something happened. We got disconnected, and then he called out and said about the plane. And I said, I want you to tell me about the plane. It would, it would, it would give me time to see how the horse come off because on Monday we'd have to put him on a van. So I would have put him on a van not knowing how he was doing and then get him to Philadelphia and have to scratch him. It wouldn't be good. And once he came up with the idea for the plane, it was a go on. From then, honestly, everything went correct. I mean, like, we entered Monday, and then maximum security scratches was, is terrible for, for their owners, but it makes the race. You you figure if maximum security scratch before the race would have a, a full field. Sure. So basically, we're in a million-dollar race, but now with six horses. And, and from then, the horse travel, he just did everything right. He, did, he showed no reason not to go, and it was just like it was meant to be, like... I almost 
ruined it by well thankfully you so didn't you know yeah. you take all you can take as much credit as you want don't change the hairstyle and listen michelle and i our home base is southern california obviously we're out here so we are rooting for you to bring math wizard to the breeders cup we think it's a great story it's uh we should have some great hopefully some great weather and you need to come out to santa anita and hang out for sure i've never been to santa anita I, one day I want to. I like to see it. I said oh, like, Billy's, I've never Billy's been got a really show. nice suite. You yeah, I, I got a suite. You're invited oh, into the, you're invited into the suite for the uh, earlier races during you know Thursday whenever we run Thursday Friday whatever. So uh, consider yourself invited and uh, and we'll see you out in Santa Anita. Let's do this. Thank you very much. Why don't you? Yeah, you. yeah. Let's just announce it right now. Let's just say Math Wizards <laughs> come into the Breeders' Cup. Why don't we just do that on the horse ownership this is experience? Not a guy that jumps the gun to make announcements. I think he's, he's ready. I think sure. just don't whatever you do, don't cut your hair. Okay. All right. I, I would. All right, man. I, Th- okay, thanks for having me. Congratulations thank again, so and thank much, you so Safi. much for coming on the show, Safi Joseph Jr. Really appreciate it. Thank we. You. All right, man. That's right. Safi Joseph Jr. Trainer, Math Wizard. I'm saying probable for the Breeders' Cup now. Can I say this? So I think that he sounds so humble, and he's winning at 24% this year. So it's not like he's some schmuck, right? Right. Um, And I love how he really sounds like a horseman that takes their horses into consideration. It sounds like he is very thorough in his barn. It sounds like he knows about all his animals. Um, you know, he obviously knows about pedigree about like, Oh, the mom did this. We're going to change it to this. He obviously knows about training on multi-surfaces. And I like the fact that he's able to step back and listen to an owner. That's really adamant about something too. Yeah. I, all those things are true, Michelle. And I think what comes across is you're right. His humility, um, fully admitting that he didn't even want to run there. Um, it's, it's very nice. It's refreshing. And he's also 32. I mean, think right. about it, Michelle. How many own how many trainers do we have out there that are 32 years old right now? It you want to see the success, not for just for him, but also for anybody who's thinking about doing this. You know, I've always wanted to do this, and right. here's a guy who has made it happen, and right. he's become a, an instant celebrity. I'm sure his brand, uh, you know, with the hair. I keep bringing it up because <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people are talking about, which I think is great, uh, and and. I just it it's refreshing. How's that? It's it's refreshing, it's, yeah. and that's what it this is. sport needs is stories like that. Um, you know, had improbable one, it had been ho hum. Baffert wins again. China China Horse Club wins star. It's like it's almost like big deal. Like no one cares, right. which is not great for the sport. Um, I don't know, but I guess I guess those guys are become like the Yankees, right? Where where the sport needs a foil. Is Baffert becoming the foil? Is he becoming the, is he the Yankees now? You know, where where everybody now roots kind of against them unless you're in his camp or from New York in the case of the Yankees. Would you agree with that? <laughs> um well I yeah, cuz I don't I don't know if it's a you root against him because he's got like the best and you want to see little people do well too. Right. But, you know, it's kind of like the Heronis situation like I always bet against the Heronis horses except for higher power. Um, but I'm, but so I'm not talking betting. Wins. I'm talking about as a as a as a society yeah, of I, horse I, racing. I root, like I know. But the well, problem is the pro. Here's the problem with Costa, and uh, is he's so goddamn nice. Nice. It's I know. so hard to root against that guy. You can't. 
You know, you can't. Like, you're like, okay. I mean, I. He, and Stephanie is like a dream. She's sweet right. and she's amazing. And it's like you just, yes, you. That's they have what a lot I of. Tell Andrew Lerner all the time too. It's like he's like the nicest guy. You like can't. So when he wins like eight races a day, you're like, eh, it's okay. It's Andrew Lerner. He's just so nice. Yeah, I don't think people are saying that about you and me. Michelle, great job getting Safi on the show. That was really, Thank really. Thank you to uh, Kate and Bradar for facilitating that. Thank you, Kate, and we really appreciate it. All right, Michelle, we have like literally five minutes left. So, is there okay? We, I've got let, three we... little um, notes, real quick. Okay. So, first is we have to bid adieu to Pepper's Pride, who passed oh, I saw due that. to complications from laminitis. Unfortunately, yeah. I loved her. Yeah, she was good. Um, digital tattoos. Just want to talk about them a little bit because you know we used to do the the lip tattoo on yeah. on all racehorses. Start at the end of the year. This year, finally, no more lip tattoos. Um, starting oh, January first, twenty twenty, all microchips. So anything that you've had lately has been microchipped as well as tattooed. But starting first of the year, like this crop that you just bought at Keeneland, which we didn't even get to talk about, doesn't have to be tattooed. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and then mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. Last minute addition to the Oklahoma Derby. All right. Well, we're just speaking cool, of right? effort. I assume yeah, he'll right. be ridden by Joe Talamo. Mm-hmm. Um, also, obviously, live racing resumes at Santa Anita Park this week. First race day is going to be Friday with a first post of 1 o'clock. It will be free clubhouse admission, free general admission, free parking. There's a $3,000 football pick It's $2 beer Fridays, uh, so it's happy hour, yeah? $6 happy special hour, cocktails. Happy hour, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, grade one events, the American Pharaoh, the Chandelier, and then the grade two Eddie D. Saturday is Oktoberfest, brunch in the front runner, champagne tasting in the Chandelier room, uh, the win and you're in challenge handicapping or handicapping challenge. And then it is the Rodeo Drive, the Awesome Again, the John Henry, and the Unzip Me. Wow. And in case you didn't get enough, on Sunday, we also have brunch in the front runner free infield admission and parking, the $500 opening weekend handicapping challenge, and the grade two Zenyatta. Who's in the Zenyatta? Uh, probably like Paradise Woods and LaForce. Yeah. Who else? Fault. Who's Fault? <laughs> Fault's retired. I know. I'm just saying. Come on. There's a couple other horses um, in there. Kitty Trey, Ollie's Candy. Yeah. His Secret Spice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go spicy. Um, it should be a great, are there. you excited? Our, I, I think older, uh... I have to tell you, and obviously we had a great, uh, Del Mar, uh, little red feather and Sierra racing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I am, I, I cannot wait until Friday. Like I am, yeah. I am chomping at the proverbial bit, Michelle. Well, are you, are you excited? Today. Is there something, is there something going on? I'm really excited to get back to Santa Anita. Because, you know, with everything that happened and we were so excited to get out of Santa Anita, I -hmm. think now that we've had some time and the climate has kind of cooled down a little bit, like, I can't wait to get back. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You're not as excited as I am, obviously. I'm I'm totally excited to get back to work, Billy. Nothing makes me happier than being at work, let me tell you what. Um, so, who's going to win? Who's going to win the, so uh, Bast, oh, I have a great story for you. I forgot to tell you. Okay. So, you know, Bast won the Delmar uh, debutante, and she'll probably be the heavy favorite in the chandelier, right, on Friday. Okay. So I went by Baffert's Barn. Um, I was doing a tour or something. I was giving someone a tour, and I happened to run into Baffert, and I said, hey, you know, how did he, um, how did uh, Bast get her name? 
and he raises his hands and he the owner is standing right by it's uh the bio bio bioma corporation bioma, I think. Yeah. Bioma. and and bob throws his hands up in the air and goes she's the best <gasps> <laughs> the guy's standing oh. right there i was i was dying i thought it was that the funniest thing yeah it was hilarious it was absolutely hilarious. So, um, so but did funny. you know that we pinhooked uh, Fast? You did? Yeah, she was part of our weanling pinhook to yearling uh, program. Oh, yeah, nice. Beautiful. Uncle filled. Mo out of an arch filly or an arch mare. Yeah. Um, there's a big sale. Can we talk really quickly about the sale that's coming up on Thursday? The Facing Tipton yeah. sale, uh, California breads mostly. Yes, if you have a lot of money, stay away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be able to buy something. Yeah, well, we're going. This is exciting. Oh, it's at it's gosh. at Fairplex, and yeah. it should be a really great sale. We I was looking through the catalog last night. There's some nice nice pedigrees in there. Hopefully, some nice mm-hmm. physicals. And uh, I, do you know what time it starts, Michelle? Do you have any idea? Noon. Noon on Thursday. So if you've ever wanted to go to a horse sale and you're out in the California area or out in the Southern California area, I should say, uh, Pomona Fairplex. It's very nice mm-hmm. out there. It'll be, it should be a lot of fun. You can, you can preview today. You can preview tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should check it out. All right, it'll be fun. I'm sure. What it'll a be show! Warm. I'm kind of sw- I'm sweating right now. Well, Billy, you always sweat with excitement. That's not true. It's just uh, when we're in the Delmar offices, they always keep it so cold. Yeah. Yeah. So well, anyway, it was. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a really great weekend. I can't up. wait till next Tuesday to talk about all these races. I need everybody <laughs> Billy, to really. Billy's not even going to be able to have a guest because he's going to be so pumped to talk about the racing uh, this weekend. It's going to be so exciting. I'm so excited. All right, let's Do get it done. Do you have anything running opening day? Yes, we have Succeed and Surpass, uh, who mm-hmm. broke his maiden at Del Mar in an allowance race on opening day, which should be, it's like a stake race. It's going to be right. pretty much all the horses that came out of the uh, Del Mar Derby and, and okay. won allowance races down there. It's a really good race. Johnny V is, uh, is aboard, who won on in the right. summer. And we have a second time starter named A.G. Indy, who we really like by Take Charge Indy, who uh, didn't like all the dirt getting thrown in her face. She broke a little slow and she got dirt kicked in her face and just was like, what is going on here? So yeah. we're running her a mile on the grass. So those two, hopefully she gets in. There were 14 in there when I checked. Holy cannoli. Yeah. So um, should be a fun weekend. We got Mirth on Sunday and then the big girl, Secret Spy. So it should be a really, really fun the weekend. The big little girl? The big little. She ain't so little. Yeah, she's not anymore. No, she ain't so little. <laughs> anyway, Michelle, no, thank you for... French ev- horse, Commander. Oh, Commander. Oh, he's running in the Commander. speakeasy stakes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. couple weeks. That's the little horse that can. That's the little horse. Yeah, that's the little man. He'll be all right. But Michelle, <laughs> thank you for everything you do and setting this whole thing up, with uh, especially with Safi. Um, really appreciate oh him gosh, coming on the Billy, show. Oh, my gosh, Billy. Real quick. What? Fantasy. Oh, You're fantasy. You're killing it. Yeah, I've had a good couple of weeks. I've had a good this couple of weeks. This is sick. Billy and I played each other the first week, and I like I think I scored eighty points, and Billy scored like two hundred and ninety. <laughs> well, Lamar Jackson his defense helps. got forty points. I'm like, whose defense gets forty points? Yeah, I had a good I had a good week, and I'm, I'm gonna, I don't want to hey, cool it. Great week. I'm not, I don't want to cool it. But, I uh, want to. Your I Patriots do. I are killing it. The crap. I'm gonna tell it. you something. I like Patriots Bills is a good game this week. Yeah. Yeah. I like I Patriots the, every week. Although I really do need Sony Michelle to kind of mm. bump it up just yeah, a hair. Yeah, I don't think he he struggled a little bit. I've got like nine Patriots players on my fantasy team, so like I'm good regardless. But like I would like to see Sony Michelle just a little bit more workload, yeah. teeny tiny. How do you feel about the Antonio Brown thing? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> like I can't. I don't even know how to put into words. It's kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It's he could have been so good. Like 
Yeah. That, don't you feel you like, just shut up. You, you don't mess that up. Yeah, yeah just shut, shut up. up. Shut up. Shut up. Just, just shut up and just play shut football. Just shut up. Shut up and play football. That should be, we should make t-shirts. I will. Michelle, I can't wait to see you on Friday. I'm going to come down and give you a big hug. Thanks for everything Yay. you do. Uh, thanks to TaylorMade, Santa Anita, Delmar, everybody who makes this show possible. We're so excited to be back on the air after our little hiatus. We'll be around for the next probably eight weeks. We're going to get on as oh, many guests as possible. I have to cough. As uh, many guests as Billy lets on. Yeah, as I let on. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, okay. And uh, uh, it's really fun doing it. Like I just, I always, I always say this. I always forget how much fun we have because right before the show, sometimes I'm like, oh, I gotta do the show. I gotta, who is Safi? Like I have no idea. What are we gonna talk about? <laughs> and then he's like just a motor mouth. It was awesome. So uh, it was great. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I think we're hitting the two million dollar, two million download oh, mark boy. soon. I gotta Ooh, find out. That's a little much. No, we're getting there. I don't know. That's a little much. No, I don't we're, think we're probably at two million. All right. Well, we'll talk to everyone next Tuesday. Download the show. We we thank you again, Taylor Made. Really appreciate it, Michelle. I will see you on Friday. Friday. Okay. See ya. Adios. Bye. You're listening to the Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Right here on LA Talk Radio. Not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and America's fastest juvenile in 2016. Ran a four and three-quarter Ragazin in the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, faster than Classic Empire, and his 102 buyer equaled Classic Empire. Dominated the Grade 3 Iroquois Stakes at Churchill by eight and three-quarter lengths over eventual Kentucky Derby runner-up looking at Lee. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Not this time, standing at TaylorMade Stallions.